You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. So if you're like many women who are looking to release weight, whether it be 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, more than that, and especially if you've been on this path and trying to lose weight for 10 or more years, chances are you might have find, found yourself feeling deprived when trying to lose weight. And you know how this goes. You know, when we feel deprived, when we're trying to lose weight, what ends up happening is we never feel satisfied with the food that we eat and find ourselves um, cutting and then overcompensating by binging on certain foods that we feel deprived of. So this is something that you can relate to. We're going to dive into this in this episode. We're going to talk about exactly, you know, what are the pitfalls to avoid when you are struggling with weight for, you know, 10 or more years, decades? And what is it that those who successfully lose weight and keep it off for 10 or more years, what is it that they're doing that you can adopt as well so that you can be an effortlessly healthy eater. So let's go ahead and dive into this. So when it comes to sustainable weight loss, the kind of weight loss that you can easily accomplish, and you know, when I use this word easily, this might sound crazy to you, you know, and I get it because I have been there, right? I was that person who struggled for decades, I'm talking about years and years and years with my weight, with, you know, fighting food, fighting my urges, fighting myself, um, going up and down with my weight, and really trying to figure out how to gain control over my eating behaviors and over my weight so I could feel like I had agency, you know. And so this is something I could really relate to. And, you know, when it comes to to this um this struggle and feeling deprived there are there's one big pitfall that causes this in the majority of people who struggle with this and that is the pitfall of cutting calories drastically to lose weight now you may have picked up on this subtle nuance which is the word drastically right but we'll we'll get into that as we as we continue on in this episode. But, you know, when when you cut calories drastically in order to lose weight, what happens is you will spend, you know, two, three months drastically cut or cutting calories and you'll see instant reward because of this drastic cut. So what do I mean by drastic? I mean, you know, rather than being in a deficit of say four to 500 calories, you might be in a deficit of like a thousand calories. And so you see this quick payoff, right? Which feels exciting. But what happens is if you're feeling deprived, you're feeling miserable, you're forcing yourself to stick to the diet, despite intense cravings and intense hunger, what happens? You get to a point where you just can't keep it up because you're just fatigued from the effort of trying to keep yourself on track and fighting all of these urges and all the emotions that come with it. And so then that results in after two or three months of 
uh, sustaining this, having, you know, several weeks of binging, two to three weeks or more of binging and feeling out of control, which then results in you putting that weight back on that you lost and often then some on top of that, which is leaving you discouraged, right? And feeling like you just blew all the work that you did. You know, another variation of this is that same exact scenario. You spend two to three months trying to get yourself to stick to this drastic caloric cut, but maybe you can't. You can't stick to it for those two to three weeks. You have, you know, more of a pattern that is more of a rapid pattern where you go all day and you stick to that, to that, um, deficit, that, ex- that intense extreme deficit all day. So, you know, maybe you, you just eat very small meals. Maybe you eat two to 300 calorie meals throughout your day. And you maybe you focus on a lot of volume, maybe you're eating a lot of lettuce or to make your belly feel full, drinking a lot of liquids. And then you get to the evening and that's when it hits. And so then this cycle is just, it's the same cycle, but it's just faster. It's more rapid because you're getting to the end of the night and then you are eating back all those calories that you cut. But then because of the intense hunger and the intense craving and all of the emotions surrounding, you know, maybe even just the stressors of your day and all of that then you go overboard at night. So it ends up being the same consequence. You know, you end up feeling like you just undid all your progress and you see that the scale, instead of going down, it's actually gradually going up and winding up with, you know, gaining back the weight and then some. So, it you know, both of these little nuances, they both end up with the same consequence, the same outcome. But the cycle is a little bit different in its um and how rapid it is. In one case, you know, you you're able to go that two or three months. In another case, you're only able to make it for a day before that binge comes in. Here's the thing. Eating barely enough calories for to to fuel your body in order to try and lose weight. Because here's what's happening. The reason why you're doing this, and I get it, it's this belief that you figure, hey, I know, you know, it takes being in a deficit to lose weight. And so if I cut as many calories as possible, you know, regardless of how hungry I feel or how sustainable it is, well, I can lose weight super fast. You know, I can lose weight faster. And so, you know, but trying to eat barely enough calories in order to lose weight as fast as possible is like someone not paying their bills to save money. And you see what happens is you make a short-term Band-Aid solution, but you're trading off your long-term results, your long-term reward, because you already know that if someone doesn't pay their bills to save money, well, that's just going to come right back around to bite them in the butt, right? So what do those who successfully lose weight and keep it off do? Those who keep their weight off for 10 plus years, 10, 20, and 30 or more years, and they just stay lean for the rest of their lives. And if you think about this, you probably can think of a few people who have done this, right? Well, rather than cutting calories as drastically as humanly possible to lose weight, what those who lose weight and keep it off tend to do, and there's always going to be a couple of exceptions to this, right? But for the most part, rather than cutting as many calories as possible, they think about eating as much as they can while still being in a calorie deficit. 
And what this does is it decreases cravings. It helps you build fat burning muscle. You enjoy your weight loss process more and you have more energy to move your body. So let's dive deeper into each of these benefits of eating as much as you can while still being in a calorie deficit. First one is it decreases cravings. When you eat to satisfaction at each of your meals, then you don't feel as many cravings. You don't have as many cravings. And what this looks like is, and um, I think, I believe I covered this recently, but if not here, here it is now. What I call the the satiety triad. Now, this is something that is really known to be um, a combination of foods that allows you to feel a sense of satiety after your meal when you combine a few of these pieces. The nutrition aspect of it is the combination of protein, a healthy fat, and a fiber. When you're eating, when you have you know, the calories to work with because you haven't drastically cut your calories, right? You can easily include all of these. And there's really, honestly, it's a perspective shift because what it makes you do when you're thinking this way is you're shifting your the way that you're thinking from let me try to cut back and cut back and cut back to, hey, what do I need to add to this meal to turn on satiety, so the next one that I meant that I talk about is it helps you build fat burning muscle. Now you may or may not know that when you the more your muscle actually helps you burn fat more efficiently. And but the thing is that you can't build muscle without eating to support the building of those muscles. And you know, if you just if you look at bodybuilders, what do they do? They eat a lot of food, right? Now, if you're trying to lose fat, of course, you're not going to eat the way that a bodybuilder eats. But you still do need to eat enough that you can actually go and do whatever exercises you choose that are going to help you to build muscle if you want to take advantage of one of the most effective ways of losing fat, which is to let your body do the work for you. So the next one is enjoyment. You know, when you enjoy the weight loss process, of course, it's more sustainable naturally. It's just anything that you enjoy doing, you already know that you're going to continue doing it. I mean, just think about anything in your life that you just love doing and how easy it is for you to just to do that thing because of the pleasure you get from it. Well, imagine if your weight loss process was that way. And then finally, energy. And this kind of is similar to the second point, but when you have more energy, which is what calories are, when you have more energy, you feel you're more inclined to move around. You're more inclined to get up and, you know, do things, whether it's, you know, going for walks or exercising or whether it's really just doing like chores around the house or anything, any kind of movement. When you have, you know, 50 or more pounds to lose, all of that adds up. It's called non-exercise activity thermogesis. You know, for those of you who may not know that, chances are you do if you hear because I tend, um, wait, chances are if you're here, you do <laughs> because I tend to attract those who are highly intelligent and who know a lot about 
nutrition and weight loss and all of that, but you just haven't been able to get yourself to do it. So this is where we're moving into how do you go from knowing a lot of this information to actually being able to implement this information consistently. I'm going to share with you three steps that you can take to begin to actually do the things that you know will support you over the long haul. Let's go ahead and just kind of, you know, bring everything back to where we started, which was what we want to avoid is cutting calories drastically to lose weight. And what we want to implement, which is what those who successfully keep it off have implemented, is to eat as much as you can while still being in a calorie deficit. But you might be wondering, well, how do I do that? Because when I do that, when I eat food and feel full, I get fearful. I get fearful that I'm going to actually gain weight. And this is this is what I help my students with, all right? I have eight ways of implementing this inside of Eat With Balance, which is gonna open again in January. So if you wanna know when we open the doors next, you can get on the wait list, rashondayates.com slash waitlist. And what I'm gonna share with you right now is the number one way that you can go from knowing what to do because chances are you already know the things that I shared, right? You know about how muscle burns fat. You know that being in an extreme calorie deficit doesn't serve you, right? You know about... um the healthy fats, the protein and the fiber. You probably have heard those things before. You may have even tried to implement them, but maybe you couldn't do it consistently. And so how do you go from knowing what to do, but not knowing how to do it to being able to consistently and effortlessly perform those behaviors over and over and over again, as if they are a natural extension of who you are. Now, what I've seen time and time again is that those who do lose weight sustainably and keep it off for over 10 years, shift their focus from the things that they're doing to the identity of the person who is doing the things. Because a person who sees themselves as an effortlessly healthy eater has those behaviors of an effortlessly healthy eater. Those behaviors become just an extension of what is coming through that person. So One of my coaches often will say, um, use this to describe like just the the habitual patterns that we get into sometimes. But he'll say, you know, what do you get when you squeeze a lemon? And of course, the answer is lemon juice, right? And what do you get when you squeeze an orange? And of course, the answer is orange juice. Well, whatever is in you, whatever your identity is, that is what is coming out of you. So if your identity, if your self-image, which, you know, you can use these interchangeably, self-image and identity, if your self-image is, I am a naturally and effortlessly healthy eater, I'm naturally fit, I move my body, I'm active, this is just who I am, like, you can probably even start to feel what that feels like, the power in that, as I said those statements. So when you create this self-image, and yes, it is absolutely malleable. Yes, you can actually create it because whether you realize it or not, your identity is being formed right now. Your subconscious beliefs are being 
formed and reshaped all the time. It's just that you may not be taking control of that. So the power to do this is all within you. And it's just a matter of having the right recipe. And so I'm going to give you three ways that you can start to do this right now. And I don't know if I mentioned this already, but you know, I have eight ways of doing this inside of Eat With Balance. And so the first one is to get clear on what is that version of you who is a naturally healthy eater. Now, this is going to be different for everyone because we don't all have the same values, right? So getting clear for yourself means looking at, okay, when I am already a naturally an effortlessly healthy eater, when I already have my desired healthy weight, who am I? You know, what are the kinds of things that I'm doing? Who am I being? What are my values? What do I care about? How am I spending my time? Think through, like be very clear for yourself on what is that version of you and do it from imagining that you already are that person. And after that, step two is to ask yourself, okay, now, now that I'm already that person, how am I thinking? What are my thoughts? What is my story? What things do I tell myself? What things do I say to myself when I sit down to eat? What am I saying to myself about moving my body? About, you know, going to the gym, to get in a workout about what, how I even feel about moving my body and getting exercise. What is my narrative and my story about that? What are my beliefs about that? That's step two. Step three is whenever you find yourself thinking thoughts that are out of alignment from that version of yourself who already has the healthy desired weight in relationship with food that you want, simply notice it and redirect your thoughts to those thoughts that you identified from step two and go through these steps anytime you catch yourself and just be relentless about it. And, you know, many people are going to hear this and they're going to dismiss it and think it's too simple. But have you ever noticed that the simplest things in life are the things that make the biggest impact? You see, as humans, we, we just like to make things complicated. It's just, it's how our brains are, really. And it's just your brain keeping you safe and it's okay. And which is even self-talk that I use sometimes, you know, when I do catch myself thinking thoughts that are out of alignment with where I'm going. I'll just thank my brain. I'll say, you know what? Thank you. You're just trying to keep me safe and protect me. You know, you think that by doing something new and different, I'm going to die. And I I thank you for doing your job. And then I simply redirect my thinking to um, be again back into alignment with that version of myself who already has what it is that I desire, what I'm creating. And it is that simple. It truly is. So today we talked about how you can lose weight sustainably without feeling deprived. We talked about the biggest pitfall that those who struggle with their weight um, fall into, which is cutting calories drastic, drastically um, and how this is coming from the belief that if you cut them drastically, then you're going to lose weight faster and how this actually results in gaining more weight 
you know? And so, you know, we didn't really touch on this, but how fast is it really when you are putting yourself back into a state of gaining weight again, over and over again? And we also talked about the behaviors that shift when you shift from trying to eat as few calories as possible to actually trying to eat as much as you can while still being in a deficit and how you can only make that um, shift from identity, from self-image. And I gave you three steps that you can take to start training your new identity, which is get clear on, you know, who your point B version is, who already has it, the desired healthy weight in the relationship with food that you want. Step two is to ask yourself, what is the story and beliefs of that person? And step three is to redirect and be relentless about moving your thoughts back to be in alignment with that version of yourself. Like I said, these three steps are all pulled from Eat With Balance, which is opening again in January. If you want to be notified when we open the doors again, get on the waitlist at rashondayates.com slash waitlist. And I'd love to know if you go through these steps. You can reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM and let me know. I love hearing your insights and also, you know, your feedback on um, and questions about these as you're taking action and trying them out. So thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.